0: are listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve Podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a lot of things to cover tonight. Just a few quick wrap-ups regarding Bachelorette stuff. Um, an update on The Daily Roundup itself starting next week. Big brother last night and tonight. A two-hour episode. The challenge last night got some pop culture news my super duper off-roading scooter came in yesterday or it's officially put together i've got a shower story that i might get to at the end of this thing because i took shower number two yesterday we'll get to that momentarily don't forget this podcast brought to you by dame products get all your sexual toys there trust me you won't be disappointed Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Use the code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. That's promo code REALITYSTEVE gets you 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Okay, I first want to start off by thanking everyone who did email me yesterday in regards to yesterday's daily roundup. I know the last 15 minutes or so was kind of a rant, and you got to understand something. This is my livelihood. Uh, This is my job. This is what I get paid for. So obviously when people take shots at me, I don't care if people don't like me. I understand. There's nobody that's universally liked in this world. I get that. Plenty of you don't like me. But when I'm going to defend myself is when things that are attributed to me aren't true. And they're factually incorrect. I wasn't just like, oh, wow, Juliet and Emma's take sucked and just went off on them. That's why I wanted to go down the list of the things that they said that just were wrong. It wasn't just them giving an opinion. It was in some were opinions, but they were opinions based on things that they thought I did or thought I said. And that's why I wanted to correct it, because, you know, like I said, this is my brand. This is my job. And if someone's going to come after me for that, I'm going to defend it when factually incorrect things are said. That's kind of what I'm doing now is I did it with clickbait. Remember when they had their stuff in regards to covering the Katie and Nick story? We were just like, look, they totally did not say what Katie said. That's not what Katie said, yet they went off on a whole rant about it. And then when I broke down what Nick did, um, again, things that he said and did that were factually incorrect. I'm not just, like I said, I am someone that doesn't have the time to listen to anything Bachelor-related in terms of podcasts. The only time I do is when someone says, you might want to listen to this. It's either talking about me or you know the Katie-Nick situation with clip bait or something that Nick said. Then I'll go listen to it because I want to get my facts straight. I mentioned it yesterday. Most of the podcasts I listen to are on The Ringer, whether it's Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal on Sunday nights during football season, which is going to start up again in a few weeks. I listen to Bill and Ryan Rossillo two-hour podcast, basically every Sunday night during basketball season. I listen to Rossillo's podcast that he has. I listen to Fairway Rolling. I listen to the Rewatchables. I listen to – And then some other gambling ones that aren't part of the ringer, but that's five right there that are part of the ringer. And when it first started, Juliet is someone I did listen to. Like when she was having me as a guest on the show, I absolutely listened to the bachelor party podcast. But then once I started doing it and I kind of saw where her podcast was going in terms of kind of kissing up to the contestants and, The fact that she started having Robert Mills on the show, I'm just like, okay, she's going to cover the show differently now because she's starting to develop friendships and relationships within the franchise. So, again, I I stopped, and then, like I said, there's just not enough hours in the week. Well, maybe now there is, considering I'm not doing anything during the day with my torn Achilles, but you know what I'm saying. It just... I... I'm not going to go after people just because they don't like me or they don't like one of my takes. That's not, I don't have time for that. I'm very well aware that plenty of people don't like me, and that's fine. They're allowed to. I'm only going to call people out and come after them when, if that take is based on a false narrative, something I didn't say or didn't do, which is what a lot of that Bachelor Party podcast was. And it's why I spent so much time on it, because I wanted to hit every point that they talked about. So that's why I did what I did yesterday. I know Dave Neal has had my back, and I really appreciate it, and he's done numerous videos on it. I mean, if you watch Dave Neal's video of his breakdown of the Bachelor Party podcast, him and I kind of said the same thing. We kind of both said, hey, this is just wrong. You start out the podcast under false pretenses by saying that, oh, Steve said he wasn't going to do it, but then he did. He was going to stop doing these type of reports, but then he did. And it's like, you missed the biggest part of that, which was I'm only doing this. And this was the first story in 15 months of any negative attention towards a bachelor or bachelorette contestant. And it only happened because Kelsey and Laurie were willing to put their names behind it and provide proof. That's the only reason the story was told. Not because I wanted to do it and I was dying to do it. And I, I had to get something out because I wanted to attack Nate And I think he's an absentee father and I think he's a bad father and his parenting skills suck. I mean, that was just totally out of line and out of left field. I think you can agree on that. They obviously don't agree on it because they haven't taken it back. So it's disappointing. Like I said, that's that's just the biggest disappointment in all this. And I don't even think Nate really can do anything at this point because, you know, my biggest thing is just I'm still scratching my head. I just don't know. And the only question I had is why can't he just say during the course of an 18-month on and off relationship with Kelsey, hey, I have a child. <laughs> like Anybody I've talked to that has children, I said, if you were start dating again, Cause most people I know that have children are still married. But I asked them, if you ever started dating again, I would think within, I don't know, the first – conversation that you have on somebody that you're dating new for the first time it would just come up that you have a kid like how do you not talk about your children and that's the only question i had but at this point you know kelsey can't prove that she didn't know but nate can't prove that oh she's lying i told her she just is saying this for clout like he can't say that now because he's had opportunities to address it if that's the case, he would have said it by now. The first thing he would have said out of his mouth, especially on the mental all, was, oh, no, I told Kelsey she's just lying. Because trust me, I've asked Kelsey, you can ask Kelsey yourself, I've asked Kelsey on numerous occasions, is it possible that Nate at some point told you during your relationship with him on and off for 18 months that he had a child? And she's like, Steve, I love kids. I want kids. I work with kids. No. No. It just never happened. He never told me. His friends never told me. He never told me. And I didn't know until the show started airing when he talked about it on his date. That was the first I knew that he ever had a child. And so she was given every opportunity to, like, back out of it. Like, oh, shit, I'm backing myself into a corner by keeping up this quote-unquote facade that he never told me. Look, no, she had every opportunity to back out. And then when she followed it up with everything that she did... It was believable to me. I mean, maybe some of you still don't believe it. I don't know. But can she prove it? I guess not. Can Nate prove it? He can't either unless he's got some, you know, screenshot of a conversation of them talking about it. But I'm pretty sure he would have released that by now if that was the case. So, you know, it's the whole thing is unfortunate, but it's just a simple question. And if he doesn't answer it by now, he's probably not going to answer it because he's had every chance to at this point. So moving on from that, let's get to the Instagram numbers. Have you seen how bad these Instagram numbers are now? I think this narrative of, oh, these contestants go on just for clout and for Instagram followers, you might want to have to start throwing that one out because we are hometown dates in four days from now. Nate is the most followed contestant this season. He's got 45,000. We've got Tino with about thirty two thousand I believe, and Eric has about thirty one and a half thirty one five and no one else has twenty we're in hometown dates, like I know Instagram has fallen off the map, but jesus forty five thousand now granted comparing men in the franchise on Instagram is different than women because Instagram is definitely very much geared towards a female audience. So I don't expect men to ever outdraw the women, but, and the, and the Hannah Brown season is such an outlier when these guys had hundreds of thousands come hometown dates. I think Tyler Cameron was almost at a million by the time his hometown date rolled around. So yes, there's going to be a drop off, but the fact that no one's even at 50,000, is just, yeah, it's almost like we can throw this narrative away, people. There's nobody going on the show now, at least on Bachelorette, for the men. We'll see how the women's numbers are next season, no matter who the Bachelor is. We'll see what the women's numbers are come hometown dates, and I'm sure Bachelor data will have all those numbers and follow it from the get-go. But for this season to be at hometown dates and literally three guys are over 20,000 followers, that's kind of embarrassing. And it goes to show that you can't accuse these people of going on for Instagram followers. You might say it's to increase their brand, get on Paradise, get other deals, hook up with other people in the franchise. That's all legitimate. Those are definite reasons people go on this show. But, oh, they're going on for clout and Instagram followers? Uh, Clearly not this season because you don't go on this show now for Instagram followers anymore. That's how much Instagram has fallen off. In terms of this podcast, I've hinted at it. I've mentioned it. A couple of reader emails in the past have said, hey, any way we can get it a little bit earlier? I'm on the East Coast. I'm driving. And by the time it gets up by 9 o'clock into my feed, I'm already at work. Next week, I can tell you we're moving it up an hour. So the Daily Roundup will be scheduled to be uploaded at... Um, 7:45 a.m. Eastern time, which means it'll be in your feed by anywhere between 7:55 and 8 a.m. Eastern time. So that means people in the Central time will have it in by seven o'clock. People in Mountain time will have it in by six a.m. And if you're on the West Coast, that thing will be up. Assuming you get up at you know six a.m., six thirty, uh, it's going to be in there by the time you get up. So how about that? I'm going to do that for you starting next week. It doesn't hurt to move it up an hour I'm fine with that I just wanted to get into like a groove here of seeing the numbers and I can't thank you guys enough how much this podcast has grown it's grown every single week and I just I didn't know I mean I knew I had a a base that listened every Thursday but it's just like okay but if I release something every day will they get tired of it and it's been the opposite the numbers have been great And now I'm just kicking myself for not being able to do this earlier or not even thinking about doing this earlier because it's definitely helped. And the fact that I can throw those ads in that are not my voice, you know, when I do Dame and Green Chef and all the other ones, Organifi, we got some new ones coming up that I think you're going to like. Those ads, like I said, are, are sold separately, but then there's the quote unquote what they're called programmatic ads where you hear somebody else's voice come in, usually within that first minute and then on the daily roundup about the eight to 10 minute mark, you'll hear another one come in sometimes. Um, that's the thing that's really helped. And, uh, I thank you for that. Let's move on to big brother last night. I've got, I've got some questions. Is it just me? And like I said, I'm a late comer to big brother only started on season 21. Is it just me or, I only remember one week this season where there was slop. I thought there was always a slop going for at least the first four weeks of the season. Like, just every week there was a new people, a new group of people that were on slop or doing some sort of, you know, costume or having to dress up and do something for one week straight. And we just haven't gotten that this year. Did they get rid of it? It looks like it's coming up after last night's episode with, you know, Terrence has to have a bunch of tattoos on him and... Indy's got to be part of a rock band or something like that. I don't know, but it looks like it's going to start again this week. But for uh, you know the first month that we've seen this show on the air, I remember one week of slop, and I don't remember anyone having to wear a costume. Is that different in past than past seasons? Another thing that was brought up last night that I couldn't believe, and again, this is just me. Maybe I'm just getting old, and sometimes my short term memory is shot. I have not realized that this was the fourth time that Terrence is on the block. He's been on four times. I knew Taylor was on three. I literally thought this was Terrence's second time on the block. I've just, I've totally forgotten how many times he's been up. But I guess this is his fourth time. In terms of the power of veto challenge yesterday, was Jasmine even trying? Every time she threw the ball, I don't think she ever got it past the first two points the first two blocks now there were a couple times where all she needed was to get a certain amount of points to guarantee herself safety into the next round which i get but still there were times where that wasn't the case and she couldn't throw the ball more than two blocks i was she trying to throw that was she just not good at throwing a bouncy ball down a guitar (laughs) that was so bizarre I, i i i could not believe she was so bad at that. Uh, this Kyle Showmance is really interesting, and it was brought up at the very end of the episode by Michael, like, and by the announcer, like, is Kyle going to choose his lover over the leftovers? And if he doesn't, is it gonna, is it gonna rankle things in his relationship? Versus, is it gonna rankle things within the leftovers? I think this is ultimately going to hurt him because I don't think Kyle is going to want to ever vote Alyssa out. But I also think Kyle wants to really remain loyal to the leftovers, and I don't think both are possible in this situation. He has to choose one over the other. If he chooses Alyssa, he's done. He will be voted out by the leftovers. If he chooses the leftovers, I guess there's a way where he could smooth it over with Alyssa once he's eliminated and can talk to her in jury and just say, I I mean, she's going to be upset. It's just a matter of how upset she's going to be. Two-hour Big Brother tonight. I'm guessing this means we're getting double eviction, a two-hour live show. We're probably getting a double eviction tonight, and that's going to be interesting because yeah, I I don't know who, if Kyle used the power of veto, and if he did, who he took off, and who Taylor replaced them with. I don't know anything. So please don't tell me. (laughs) And then... You will hear on my Thursday podcast, which will be up in about an hour uh, from the time this one is released. It's with uh, television critic at EW.com, Kristen Baldwin, who I love talking to. We talk a lot of Big Brother on today's podcast, and she sent me a tweet last night that was video footage of Kyle after he had sex with Alyssa. Have you seen this? For those that don't know, I mean, we, we've known they're hooking up, but this was a video clip from the live feeds and Kyle said to her, it's like him getting dressed after her and she's laying in bed and it seemingly a post conversation where he says, we just had sexual intercourse for 10 seconds. Sorry, I'm not lasting very long. I'm not very good at sex, but I like you and I like having sex with you. And if you want to stop, we can, that's part of the video. The video is about a minute long. But that was the main quote in it. And I'm like, she's first off, she's not even bothered by the fact that they just had ten seconds of sex, which interesting. But just I Kristen sent me that. I'm she's like, Did you see this? And I'm like, No, I had no idea because I'm not following the live feeds. And yeah. So they are smitten with each other. She's certainly smitten with her ten second man. Um Is she going to be happy if he turns on her and sends her home and tells her, yeah, I was in an alliance that I never told you about? Ooh, trouble. As for the challenge, I didn't understand Alyssa getting mad at Leo because Leo had a phone call back home with his girlfriend who was saying that there was a lot going on with his bars that he owns. And I think he even said, like, I lost $43,000 in one day. And Alyssa's like, But you're going to leave? That means I might have to leave. It's like, Alyssa, this is his career. This is his job. He was literally packed and set to go, and then all of a sudden, the next day, he wasn't. So clearly, they didn't show us a lot there. But it seemed rather selfish of Alyssa to be like, Leo, don't leave because I might get eliminated, and that sucks. So I don't know what happened. There's clearly more to that story That was what was shown, because he was gone. Bags were packed, he was ready to leave, and Alyssa pulls him aside and I guess talked him out of it. You're losing $43,000 in one day? I would get my ass home immediately. So uh, what do I know? The challenge was Leo and Alyssa versus Kylan and Kira, right? Surprised. Hey, Dominic took his shot, said we got to go after the big boys. Kylan's been killing it, and he got him out. I was surprised. I was really surprised that they were able to get them out. It seemed like Kylan and Kara were doing well on that challenge, but I forget which one that they just didn't have a clue on on the number. And Alyssa and Leo get the win. It's a huge win. We don't know what the twist is for next week. It's obviously not the algorithm. So it'll be interesting to see who exactly gets paired with who. And we're coming down to it. It looks like there's only about, what, 12, 14 left? seven men, seven women? Maybe six of each. I should have counted, but I'm I'm really enjoying this version of the challenge. I nothing will beat MTVs because we know those characters a lot better. I don't know all these characters on this season of the challenge. I basically actually I take that back. I know all of them except for the Amazing Race people because I don't watch that show. But I know the Love Island people, I know the Big Brother people, I know the um Survivor people, so uh, it's just the Amazing Race people, but still, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think the crossover has been really good. It hasn't lost its steam for me. TJ's the host, and they're doing the same types of challenges. I thought maybe they would water it down a little bit, but these are pretty much the challenges we get on the challenge on MTV. So I really like it, and I can't wait to see how this plays out because we're heading for you know a big you know, we, we know that someone like Tyson is going to be there in that final. And I'm, I'm curious to see for the women I've said all season, I don't know the spoilers, but I got to believe someone from survivor is going to win this. If we have a, a, a team winning or a male and a female, I don't know, but I can't wait to see how this all plays out. So wow, we're over the 20 minute Mark. So I'll save some of my other stuff. My, uh, my, my knee, my new knee scooter. And my shower story, I'll save that uh, for tomorrow if I can get to it. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Got another Daily Roundup coming tomorrow. And in about an hour from the time this is released, podcast number 300. Wow, I've had 300 of these. And this one is with Kristen Baldwin, entertainmentweekly.com, television critic. We talk about the Nate situation. We talk about Big Brother. We talk about Cobra Kai, which is something Kristen and I talk about all the time on text. Uh, And then we talk about my game show obsession now with the reboot franchises from the 80s. So good conversation today. Go listen to that once it's up. So thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Roundup. See you!